shit. Okay, hold on, let me. Okay. I'm trying to smoke. Hello there, and welcome to Urban Essentials. It's me, Pen Maru, formerly known as Asshole by Wit. For those of you who've been with me from the very beginning, um, thank you, first of all, for still sticking with me and riding with me as I continue to grow on this platform and reinvent myself each and every single time. So thank you very, very much. Um, as you all can see, I went through a rebranding and a revamp on and offline, and I thought it essential to come back to share with the class what I have learned thus far. So we are back. Um, Herbin Essential is a place where I'm going to do that because I feel like I'm grown, I'm growing, and I want to have a lot of adult and grown-up conversations um, based on my experiences and I want to be able to do that in a way in which I'm able to reach more people. And I also want to do it in a laid back like environment, hence the name Urban Essentials. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So welcome to the very first episode of Urban Essentials. Um, the first segment on Urban Essentials is what I call Project 30. So a lot of you have probably been seeing me post about that on social media, but Project 30 is the first installment of Urban Essentials, first of many to come. Um, Project 30 is going to talk about what I am learning and my expectations of moving forward as I approach the age of 30, because getting older for people of color is a lot different <laughs> than our counterparts. And I wanna document that realistically so that people can see like I'm not alone. Oh, there's other people that are going through this with me. So that's what I'm here to document and that's what I'm here to do and share. So let's get started. But before we get started, you know what time it is. Let's, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. I'm trying to smoke. Okay, so uh, Project 30. The first category that I'm going to get into as a part of Project 30 is we're going to go ahead and talk about family. And I chose family to start first because I feel like if you take the time to understand how somebody was raised, like how they were brought up, because a lot of our habits start from home, <laughs> you learn it at home and you carry that shit into your adulthood, like the rest of your life. So I feel like if we all take the time to understand how somebody was brought up, we'd understand them better. We know how to deal with them better. And if we took the time to understand ourselves and how we were brought up and review what that looked like, we too, would take better care of ourselves, treat ourselves better, and not do so much self-sabotaging because we constantly understand that the work still needs to be done. Like we're not perfect beings, so how in the hell am I gonna worry about them over there being a perfect being because I'm not perfect, I gotta work on me, you know, boom. So yeah, that's what I believe. So family, we're gonna start with the foundation. And underneath that category of family, I want to talk about mortality. 
Yes. Mortality, especially in within the black community, because I we don't process grief well as black people. And we know that like we were we we know this is not news. We don't process grief well. And that leads to a lot of shit that just causes issues down the road, like especially mental. So start with mortality because mortality is in direct relation to anxiety and depression and mental health issues so mortality and grief my first experience with experiencing mortality was when I was 12 and my grandma passed my dad's mom my granny passed away and then again at 23 when I lost my best friend Lamar and I can't recall ever talking about it, like really sitting down and talking about it and understanding that I am feeling away. My feelings are valid. You know, I, I can be angry right now. I can be, you know, hurt and upset. Like if I feel it, I, I want to be I should be able to lean into it and feel it. But that's not what happens in those moments. And there's a reason. So I did a lot of research on this because I really wanted to seek to understand, especially about black people. I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all right now, there is not a lot of information out there psychologically about us. It's just not like, there's a lot of studies on our culture and you know, what we do and how we move, but not necessarily psychologically. You know, there's, there's theories on it, but there's nothing that's like hard, concrete evidence that's constantly being updated and it's, it stays up to date. Like that's, it was so hard, but I did find some information and I do want to share that with you guys. So there's this book called African American Grief by Paul Rosenblatt and Beverly Wallace. And it's an academic book. So it's kind of hard to get your hands on, but I'm, I'm trying to get my hands on it so I can read the entire book, but it was referenced a lot in a lot of the articles that I did find. And it did talk about how systemic racism has directly affected how African-Americans grieve. And what it meant by that was it dates back to slavery because when our ancestors were here, they would watch their loved ones be sold off like you don't see these people again children taken away from them husbands wives aunts uncles mothers fathers like taken away and you never see these people again but you don't have time to feel away about it you don't have time to grieve because you still you literally had shit to do like you still had to go work you still had to continue on everyday life and that that mentality and that that habit has been passed down that is a, a generational traumatic experience that we still process grief in that same way, even though that happened so long ago, you know, and that's something that the book looks at. Um, and our ancestors did incredibly terrific and incredibly hard things. And I'm so grateful for their sacrifice every day, but no everybody's not perfect and that was through no fault of their own like none of this is through anybody's fault but it is our responsibility to to fix it and heal it and move forward and because we don't know how to process grief in this way it has created the stigma to where if you feel as though you can't handle it and you need to go seek professional help then you're crazy 
that is that is a real thing so we'll come back to that <laughs> but um grief and mortality do go hand in hand according to the washington post the cdc reported that anxiety and depression within the black community rose from 36 percent to 41 percent after the viral video of george floyd that was something that was a traumatic experience for black people because we got to watch it like we know it happens every single day but we saw it and when you see something with somebody who could have been your brother could have been your uncle could have been your daddy like that that shit hit you different so it literally rose that's 1.4 million people more than the average reporting more and those are the people who are reporting it not the people who actually have and are dealing with anxiety and depression but these are the people who actually care to say yes you know i'm i'm, I'm dealing with these things so i'm sure this number is as accurate as we're gonna get but just imagine the people who aren't reporting it like i'm sure it's it's probably double tripled that size just because we have dealt with a lot of shit generational and i feel like the government should be giving therapy sessions free to all black people because we have some shit that we we don't even realize that are so deeply rooted in us but we're gonna start with this so with that stigma tied to it, it's high and is growing. It is continuing to grow. And there was another study conducted about why African-Americans don't seek help in times of struggle like this. And it, it just is reported that because of that stigma, that's why. Also, it's also reported that black men uphold that stigma and perpetuate that stigma more. And this was a study that was done back in 2013 um, by War, Ward, Wiltshire, Dietrich, and Brown. That's, those are our last names. Um, I found those on the mental, the mental Health America website. I'll link it below. But I found that um, article that they, that said black men perpetuate that more. They're more concerned with the stigma attached to seeking professional help, which in my opinion is because of hyper-masculinity that is perpetuated within the black culture, which is a whole different topic of discussion and we can have it if you want to. But it is, I feel like hyper-masculinity is something that is just very toxic to the black community. Like you gotta be strong, you can't feel, like there's no feelings, especially for black men. But they're very much so worried about the stigma tied to that. And it makes sense because if you look at your Kanye West, Kanye has made it clear he is unstable and unwell. However, he's like, I, I don't take my medicine. I'm not taking my medicine. Like, why? Why aren't you wanting to get better? So, again, that is something that we need to focus on and change. So when I was talking about earlier, no, that's not of anybody's fault that we are here at this point now. But it is our responsibility moving forward to try and dismantle that stigma that's tied to that because it is damning to the black culture and us cultivating healthy, happy habits that we too can pass down so we don't continuously be broken people. So on top of not receiving professional help, 
the there was another article that referenced African-American grief that talked about how we have a vast social network that pulls together in these times. However, like when the funeral is over, there's a move on attitude that takes place and it leaves the person who just lost somebody who they love, like their every day has changed forever. And we have a move on attitude and they're lost, but they're lost. They're stuck by themselves having to deal with that. And that's, that's not fair. So yeah, we all pull together and we're there for each other. Um, especially, you know, I know a lot of people are heavily involved with the church, but your pastor is not your therapist. Your best friend is not a professional therapist. Like we have got to get out of going to people who are not professionals to help us get through shit that needs to be handled by a professional so that we can do it correctly. Because when we don't, then we cultivate other habits that aren't the best for us. So on the Mental Health America website, I also found that they were talking about how we handle it as well. And binge drinking, smoking, cigarettes and marijuana, illicit drug use, prescription pain reliever, like those misuses are more frequent among Black and American adults with mental illness. Because that is how we're choosing to suppress those feelings, those emotions, those thoughts within us. We're choosing to turn to substance abuse, people who aren't professionals, and just sit and silently suffer. And we don't have to. Like, we don't have to do that. That does not have to be our testimony. So, we're here. What now? (laughs) I'm all about providing solutions, guys. Like, so that was a part of this revamp. So... I have some essential information for you. There are organizations out there that will help you get the help that you need. So the other thing that I run into is, well, they don't look like me. Like I'm black. I don't want to go sit and talk to a white person about being black in America and how that stresses me out. I got you covered. Okay. There is programs out there for black people by black people. And it is so freaking dope y'all like there's there's this website called beam and it stands for black emotional and mental health beam um they're a community of activists teachers yoga instructor instructors people who give a damn about black people having great mental health and they put on these workshops there's a lot of free information about how to seek help they also have a link to black therapists on their website i'll link that below but that's a resource that we can use to get us the help that we need then i have found the boris lawrence henson foundation which is taraji p henson's foundation she's talked about it um, how she started for her father because her father had mental health issues and how her heart breaks for children who have suicidal thoughts and all that type of thing if you watch that interview then you know what i'm speaking about but she started this foundation and i know i saw on here where they were doing virtual um virtual therapy sessions online i think it ended in june but they still have that available and there's around, I think there's around two or maybe around three going on. 
I, I'm not quite sure, but I know that they have the virtual therapy option on there for people if you're wanting to, that type of assistance. But I know with COVID going on, you can't really go into office. But that's the source for you. That link is below. Um, there's also two websites, Therapy for Black Girls, Therapy for Black Men. They tailor specifically to the genders. And you sit across from people who look like you, who are trained to help you because they get it. You know, they, they get what you're talking about. So those web those links will be below as well. Also, I found a financial assistance program that is through um, Therapy for Black Girls to where I, I know therapy can be quite expensive. Like the shit is 80 to $120 a session, you know, and that that's that you know that kind of rack up very quickly there so this there's a program that's that can help pay for your sessions um and they are taking applications for the summer and fall so those are resources for you as well that link is below i don't know if they have the same thing for therapy for black men i didn't find anything on theirs but if you go on there and you see something that i didn't see please by all means you know let me know so that i can go back and update that and put that in the description box for people to have that as a resource. But yeah, so there are programs out there for us all to take advantage of because a lot of these, these ones in particular are for us by us. And we need to be taking advantage of those resources that are there so that we can cultivate happy, healthy generations to come. And it's gonna start with us. We have to start actively being the change that we want to see because again, there's a lot of talk we talk all day long about shit. Like at what point are we going to actually start to do the damn work? Jeez, like we are so powerful, but we, in order for us to step into our power as people, black people, we have to start with our mental. Our mental stability has got to be there and we have got to do what it takes to get us all there. So it's gonna start with you. It's gonna start with me. It's gonna start with the person sitting next to you, but we are gonna get this shit done. And we're going to grow and we're going to be great. Follow me on Instagram at I am Penna. That's where I'm active. Also active on Twitter at I am Penna there as well. And on Facebook, I am Penmaro. The description box will have links. It'll have links to social media and everything that I mentioned before. Um, those resources. And I hope you guys use them. And I love you all so much. You have a beautiful, safe weekend and have an even better week. I'll see you next time. Again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hope you come back. Bye.